Hi, my name is Panta Kalhor and you're listening to Transition by Panta Kalhor Podcast. I created this platform to help you grow and move forward easier through your transition, whether in parenthood, job transition, healing journey, or starting a brand new life. Peptide Therapy for Mental Health and Cognitive Performance, Episode 143, Green Healing Show, with Dr. Amber Probst-Rude, Natural Doctor and Certified in Peptide Therapy. Peptide Therapy for Mental Health and Cognitive Performance. Before this, I never heard about it, so <laughs> I was really curious to, to know what is it and why is good for mental health so i invited dr amber crooks road hopefully i pronounce it right she's a natural naturopathic doctor and certified in peptide therapy welcome to my show thank you for having me penty i appreciate it (laughs) all right uh, tell me why first Tell me about your history, um, how did you become a doctor, and why did you become expertise in peptide therapy? Yeah, so the journey to becoming a naturopathic doctor, I, I grew up in uh, the Midwest on a standard American diet. I had health issues really as a kid, gut issues, skin issues, was handed a lot of medications, didn't really know why. Uh, I was experiencing that. And it kind of resolved as I moved into adulthood. Uh, but I found, you know, so many people were in this situation. There wasn't really access to holistic or functional medicine back when I was a kid in the way that there is now. And even still, there's parts of the country that there's lack of access and really surgery and medication is the only thing that we have for many conditions. And so uh, yeah, it was it was through my own journey. I started doing a lot of podcasting and learning about nutrition and biochemistry and uh, fats and carbohydrates and proteins and how they're broken down and really the building blocks when I was in college and started changing my diet, saw improvements in my skin and my energy. I was working out, I was training. And the other big experience that I had was I tutored at several universities. So I was working one-on-one with college students who were trying to pass their classes. And I began to see this really solid uh, connection between cognition, ability to learn and focus and concentrate and nutrition, uh, what we put in our bodies. And so that became, you know, really uh, outstanding to me and in, in thinking, man, I really want to do something for the rest of my life where I can help people improve their their health, their brain function, their sleep, and give them options uh, outside of what was conventionally being done. And the word that was really powerful for me at that point in time, going in and job shadowing a lot of doctors as a young woman, seeing many people come in to the doctor's office on six medications and leave on a seventh or an eighth and, you know, rush in and out on these short 15 minute appointments. And so I just thought there's got to be a better way. And I want to really help people regenerate their health. Regenerate was a really powerful word for me. And then I found naturopathic medicine, uh, did all the training. So it's four years of undergrad, four years of med school, thousand plus patient contacts, lots of clinicals, a couple rounds of boards. 
no easy feat to become a licensed naturopathic doctor at all. And then beyond that was trained in peptide therapy. This, I would say, newer to um, medicine in the United States, but has been used since the 1970s, 1980s. It's been researched in Russia. They are just cutting edge way above their time in many of the therapies that are being used uh, medically and, and for enhancing performance, longevity, sleep in Russia. So peptide therapy, I was trained in that uh, after being a practitioner from my own health journey as well, seeing, wow, these are really, really helping. Uh, I was working with a lot of women, uh, but men as well, really seeing good outcomes. So that's when I got trained in it. So what is peptide? Because this is a very unfamiliar word for so many people. <laughs> so yeah. just tell me about this and why, why peptide therapy? Yeah, we'll break that down. So essentially what a peptide is in the body is it's a signaling molecule. We're signaling the cell to do something. And so the easiest analogy that I like to give for this is when you eat a piece of protein, say a piece of chicken for lunch, what your body does is it breaks that piece of chicken down into that protein down into peptides, which are just these chains of amino acids, and then down into the individual amino acids uh, that are used as building blocks to make other things. So that's why food is medicine. And that's why everything we eat really recreates our the you of tomorrow, right? Our cellular health of tomorrow. So that's why, you know, we focus on nutrition uh, as, as a means of, of medicine. And the, the peptides that we're using in a therapeutic medical sense are a little bit different than what we're getting in food. We can't necessarily eat these in food, although there are sources like, for example, creatine is three different amino acids connected together. Uh, some other ones that people may have heard of, HCG, in the HCG diet, uh, that injection of HCG is also a peptide. The other peptide most people have heard about is insulin. <laughs> that was really the first peptide that was widely used in conventional medicine um, for diabetes. So, yeah, so those are a couple of peptide options. A lot of the, the peptide therapy options that we use now, they're not really, you can consume the individual amino acids, but it's really the the collection or those, it's like, a, I think about it as like a train uh, of boxcars that are connected by these peptide bonds uh, to create a signal based on the combination that we administer. And there's different forms. So many of them are injectable. Many, there are some that are topical. We can get them in a capsule form. We can also use intranasal peptides that are very specific for brain cognitive health. Uh, cognitive focus. And so there's, you know, different forms that we can use. Some of them come in a patch that's absorbed through the skin. But really, we're trying to signal the body to replenish lost signaling uh, that that your, bo your body actually already makes these peptides too. We'll talk about a couple examples like BPC-157, one that a lot of people might have heard about. But essentially, we're just helping the body to do a better job at a signaling pathway that had been lost um, in, in the process as we age, as we go through chronic stress, chronic health conditions, and we're replenishing that signaling again. So that's why um, doctors say it's better you have protein instead of sugar. 
because when you have sugar, you may have lots of inflammation and it's very fake. You get some energy, but it's a fake energy <laughs> and it, it turned to, um, to be a fat later. But peptide, or as you say, protein, is going to be converted to real energy and real nutrition. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you think about our cells. I mean, they're made of protein and fat. They're made of amino acids. They're made of, uh, you know, these healthy fats that surround the cell membrane of the cell. And so if we have a diet that's high in sugar and low in omega-3s and low in protein, our cells start to suffer. And this is peptide therapy fits into this umbrella called cellular medicine. We're looking at what's going wrong in the cell. Can we make energy in the cell? Can we fight viral infections in the cell? Uh, what's what's happening in the cell that's going wrong that's causing these symptoms, which now we call a diagnosis uh, after time passes. So why do you believe in holistic medicine? I know you, peptide, did you have some training in fun functional medicine as well? Because I see that somehow related, right? Yeah. So, why do you believe in holistic medicine and how do you know that you have to treat your patient with peptide therapy? Yeah, so the functional medicine piece I think is really critical because the work that I do is prevention. And we want to prevent people from going into the ER, from going to the hospital, for, for being on medication for the rest of their life, where they're really in a desperate situation. Right. It's to prevent that from happening. And if anybody has ever gone through that sort of a situation, uh, you know how financially, emotionally, physically devastating that can be. And so uh, we're trying to prevent a lot of the, the onset of these chronic conditions. And conventional medicine is really set up to handle the acute care. So the car accidents, the stitches, the things that are, you know, uh, more imminent, acute uh, injuries that may happen, but we're not fully equipped within conventional medical standards to handle the onslaught of chronic disease, diabetes, blood sugar dysregulation, PCOS, more of these long-term chronic conditions that most of us are plagued with. Uh, and, you know, there's environmental exposures. I think we've never been in a more toxic environment than ever before in the history of, of mankind with EMF, heavy metals, glyphosate, the water that we drink. I mean, I checked my water here and uh, very polluted. I'm in Los Angeles. And so uh, functional medicine is really about preventing these chronic illness situations so that people can live better longer lives and not have to um you know end up in a situation where they're they're chronically ill later in life and and have the emotional physical financial toll of that and the way that we look at labs is different so we're looking at optimal ranges uh functional ranges which are much tighter than the act the the wider uh ranges the standard ranges on something like vitamin d i was talking with a patient today about vitamin d ranges and how it's 30 to 100 but my ideal range is is much different so 60 to 80 is what i typically recommend for uh women of, of like this patient so 
so yeah, we're really looking at optimization, we're looking at prevention, and peptide therapy is one tool in the toolbox to do that. It's not a standalone by any means. Uh, we're looking at diet, sleep, hydration, electrolyte balance, uh, gut absorption, uh, gut back bacteria, the microbiome, <laughs> any stealth pathogens, mycotoxin exposure, all these environmental factors and utilizing peptide therapy to restore function to some of the organs or tissues or signaling pathways that can be lost. A lot of times mycotoxin illness will cause changes in specific markers, uh, one of them being alpha MSH and peptide therapy is really phenomenal at restoring that with something called either melanotan or KPV. And so, uh, yeah, it's really about prevention, I would say, the heart of it. So you said something interesting. You said you can use peptide uh, in uh, treating PCOS because I'm a fertility coach as well. That's so interesting to me. How do you do this? Yeah. So there are several that can be used. Uh, there's actually there's a, a few peptides. So HCG we mentioned is a peptide that has been used historically for restoring testosterone levels in men. It has kind of a, the opposite response in women. There is a peptide called Kispeptin 10. There's another one called Kispeptin 54, which are really very, very similar in terms of the signaling that happens with, um, with hormone production. So it signals LH, FSH. We can kind of wake up the signaling pathways that have been lost due to either birth control, uh, head trauma, certain, you know, there's, there's certain things that we can turn around uh, when that signaling has been lost. And kispeptin is one of the, I would say, number one things up there. But we're also looking at, you know, there's so many possible reasons for infertility, nutrient depletions. Um, I think about adrenal issues, high cortisol, high stress. Uh, and so there are certain peptides that can kind of downregulate that inflammatory signaling that's happening, which tends to drive so many of these chronic conditions, including infertility in some, some cases. So how do you uh, treat mental issues with peptide? Yeah, so there are a few that I use in conjunction. And again, this is not an end-all be-all. We're not giving them just one peptide therapy, expecting everything to in their life to change. We're assessing uh, dietary habits. Uh, what's their uh, sleep like? What's their circadian rhythm? When, when are they most stressed? We, I look at cortisol rhythms and a lot of other markers, right? That we're, we're addressing vitamin D levels. Uh, so it's never used in isolation. It's used in conjunction with other uh, functional medicine recommendations. But yeah, the, uh, the ones that can be really phenomenal for cognitive health, and many times where I start when somebody comes to me is I start by working on the gut and the immune system because <laughs> those tend to be very dysregulated and somebody who's having pretty severe symptoms, food sensitivities, um, histamine responses, that uh, eczema-like picture, uh, and so we assess what's happening with those systems, with the immune system, and then also with the gut. What are the symptoms? Sometimes we run labs, a stool panel, and assess what's happening there. 
And probably the most well-known peptide, if anybody's heard of peptide therapy before, is something called BPC-157. And that stands for body protection compounds. And essentially this peptide, there's research on it. Uh, our bodies produce it already. It's made in our human gastric juice. It protects the mucosal lining from damage. And so I like to use it in acid reflux and any sort of leaky gut um, IBD cases where we have changes in, in gut permeability and damage that's happening. But we know that when we help the gut, so many of our neurotransmitters are made there. So BPC-157 can also have a positive effect on our production of serotonin and dopamine, uh, GABA, the system of GABA, that calming neurotransmitter as well. And so I, I look at the gut as a means to, we know that gut-brain connection, if we have leaky gut, we probably have leaky brain uh, and vice versa. So a head trauma happens. We know that there's probably some intestinal permeability, that leaky gut happening. BPC is one of the more successful therapies that I've found uh, for helping to seal over that, essentially send a signal to protect that gut lining and the mucosal lining. In. And so that's one of them that can be really helpful. We also know that BPC can protect against organ damage associated with like alcohol use, uh, environmental exposures, I've had uh, people say that they don't feel the effects of alcohol when they when they take that um, because it literally is protecting that tissue uh, in the liver. Uh, and then the other one, so BPC comes in a couple forms. I'm just showing you, this is the capsule form that I tend to use. It does come in an uh, injection capsule. Uh, there's a cream, a topical cream that can be used on scars as well. And so there's different uses depending on what we're trying to address, but the capsule is very specific for more of the gut health, which can impact cognitive health. And then there's actually a few that are an intranasal form that you breathe in through the nose. Wow. And yeah. Have you That's ever Maybe it's good for um, when you catch cold or probably when you have asthma. Not sure. <laughs> yeah. I, the, so there's a couple of them that I'll, I'll talk about. There's three main intranasals that I use, um, but there's a, a few more that come in that form. So the three main that I use for cognitive health, one's called Selenc, one's called C-Max, S-E-M-A-X. The other one's called Synapsin. They all start with an S. And so I'll walk you through what each one of those does. They all come in an intranasal form. Some of them also come in an injectable form. But Selenc is really known for, it's a nootropic. It can enhance brain function. I use this one mostly in anxiety. Uh, it quelches this pro-inflammatory cytokine called IL-6, quelches that. IL-6 can be produced when we have a viral infection, when our body is just in a state of chronic inflammation. And it's that model of uh, anxiety and depression that's that looks at why, you know, we have a lot of these pro-inflammatory cytokines floating around and that's causing potentially some of the mood changes. So the peptide therapies can quelch that inflammation and help to regulate mood as a result. So we know it quelches IL-6. Uh, Selenc has been used for anxiety, for depression, for PTSD. And I know that's really what you're talking about so much today. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for ADHD yes. as well. 
Um, it has this immune modulation component, so it can quelch or quiet some of those inflammatory molecules that can be causing neuroinflammation and lead to some of these mood changes. Helps with GABA, binds to GABA receptors. And it is it does come in an intranasal. I actually use this right before I, I jumped on, on myself. Um, it's a Selink C-Max combo. You can get them both in an intranasal. You can get them separately, the C-Max and Selink. We also know Selink stabilizes blood sugar and how much of our, our hangry feelings of anxiety are related to blood sugar dysregulation. It's very, very common. Uh, so that's- yeah, That's so interesting. Sorry I interrupt, but I see a lot of people uh, with PTSD, they have some sugar issue. <laughs> very so probably if they, they don't know because they think that that's only mental problem, mm -hmm. but it's not. Because I've, I've heard uh, with bi bipolar, and if you can change the diet a little bit or go through the functional medicine labs, you may find some other underlying issues because the person is not comfortable with her um, problem, <laughs> right? Inside the, the physical problem. So that's why um, also it, it brings some emotional and mental problem for himself. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. We think about how many of these uh, mental health conditions are, they have a physiological root. So exactly wrong in the body that's causing that many, many times. So yeah. let's have a few second break and uh, we come back again. Okay. Please subscribe to Panta Kalho Transition Channel and order my book Rules of Change for the Better. Tune up your mood and transform your life to reach your biggest dreams. All right. So let's go back to our <laughs> discussion. You said uh, there are three kind of uh, three types of uh, peptide. You talk about one of them. Yeah. Uh, so tell me about other two types. Yeah. So the other the other one that I tend to use for uh, mental health as well as uh, cognitive focus, but more specific for cognitive focus, is the Cmax, and it's more. It also has a nootropic effect. Uh, we know it boosts this brain chemical called BDNF, brain-derived neurotrophic factor. And that's really what our brain uses to learn for memory, learning, retention. And so for anybody in school, kids that are struggling to learn, um, oftentimes med school, law school, college, uh, this can be really, really helpful uh, to add in some form of something to boost BDNF. And we know other things do it. You can do it through lifestyle strategies um, as well. There's lots of supplements and other nootropics that can be done. I use CMAX. I rotated in my nootropic stack. So I have so several things that I use to improve my brain function when I need to be focused on, on work. And uh, it's one thing that I will use and, and cycle in and out. But it really has the same kind of anti-inflammatory, quelching inflammation in the brain supporting a lot of the the bdnf for learning and memory as well so that one is an intranasal and then the third one that i mentioned is a newer 
option and it's called synapsin. Uh, and again, m many of these come from compounding pharmacies. So they're not something that's produced at a, a massive pharmacy. Uh, it's produced in more of these local compounding pharmacies. Synapsin is a really powerful one for any sort of neuroinflammation. Uh, and I use it in TBIs, concussions, head traumas, former boxers, football players that have had past head trauma. Uh, the sooner you use it after head trauma, the better. And because you're breathing all of these in, they're really helping to go specifically to the brain to prevent neuroinflammation or to stimulate these chemicals are very specific for uh, brain function. And synapsin is made up of three things. Uh, it's made up of RG3, which is red Korean ginseng. We've used this for eons for improving cognitive function. Uh, it's, it helps really with uh, neuroinflammation. So RG3 is one of them. NR, which is nicotinamide riboside, which is a precursor to NAD. And we know that that really helps synaptic transmission and brain function. It's fueling the mitochondria and that nervous tissue to keep producing energy so that our brain keeps working well. And then the third ingredient is methylcobalamin. So just vitamin B12. And there's lots of studies about how just depletions in B12 can really cause uh, even dementia-like symptoms in elderly people. And then when we add in B12, we can see a lot of those symptoms reverse just from B12 alone. And so uh, I like using that combination of those three in any sort of head trauma. Uh, can be used in mood issues when there's a lot of brain fog. I find that people who have mycotoxin exposure, they have this neuroinflammation picture of brain fog. And so it can come in really helpful there. Uh, it has been used, recommended for use in some of these neurocognitive decline on the early onset of dementia-like symptoms to include something anti-inflammatory specific for the brain, intranasal, something like synapsin. And that's spelled S-Y-N-A-P-S-I-N. Something I use in my practice uh, when it's indicated. Not uh, There's not a lot of doctors who know about these peptide therapies. And so it may be hard to locate uh, a practitioner who knows about it, who knows a compounding pharmacy that can make it and, and get it to you. There are also a lot of them are refrigerated products. So they're hard to, you know, ship across the country. They really have to be done locally uh, with a practitioner. And so, yeah, so those are a couple options. The intranasals are really powerful because we skip the route of absorbing in the gut, right? A lot of times when we have cognitive changes, when we have focus issues, um, changes to with anxiety and depression, there is some sort of leaky gut picture. And so our gut absorption is not gonna be 100% of any supplement or anything that we take. And so I'm using more of these other routes. I'm using more of the topical creams, the injectable forms. The, there are some sublinguals, but a lot of intranasal products because I know that with chronic illness patients, our, our gut absorption is just not gonna be great. Exactly, maybe they have gut issues. <laughs> yeah, really, nasal is, is really actually a good solution for people who have this digestion and gut issues. Uh, is it uh, also good for ADD patients? Yeah, the synapsin can be helpful. I would say the CMAX, just to summarize, the, the Selenc is really good for more of the mood changes. I use that a lot in anxiety. It's had great success 
uh, utilizing that with anxiety, mood changes. The Selenc, or sorry, the CMAX is really good for BDNF. So focus, ADHD, really honing into your work, cognitive work. And then the synapsin is really good for that neuroinflammation associated with either environmental exposures like mold, head traumas, uh, just brain fog in general, but kind of that neurocognitive decline that can happen. So yeah, those are all helpful. So you have a website, Dr. Amber Bear BE, no, Dr. Amber Andy, right, dot com, and mm -hmm. same thing with Instagram and Facebook. You said you have a course as well, right? Can they find it in your website? Yeah, they should be able to find it there or through my Instagram page. There's a couple other places they can find out more. If you want to learn more about the peptide therapies, you can go to the link peptideplaybook.com, peptideplaybook.com, and that'll give you a free PDF that goes way more into depth. I, I brought up just, you know, four different peptide therapies. There's many, many more for different indications. They can go there. And then if you go find me on Instagram, follow me. Uh, I do have a, a YouTube channel that you can link. It's the peptide doc on YouTube. And there's more videos, recordings about some of these peptides. You can find a peptide therapy through my Instagram page. There's a whole nother page that talks about, goes into depth of a lot of these peptides, what they do, um, peptides for specific uses. And that's all on my Instagram. Thank you so much for being here. So if you have if you want to add something your last word something very hopeful a sentence that help people with cognitive issues uh, or mental health issues please do yeah i would say that when you're when you're experiencing anxiety and depression it feels like it's never going to end right when especially depression when you're in a state of depression it feels like life can never be better than it is right now and um you know, I think the the power is in looking a little bit deeper, kind of lifting up the hood. We all need to, sometimes we treat our cars better than we treat our bodies, right? We don't give our, our bodies that uh, deep dive in troubleshooting of what's going on. And a lot of times there's a physiological cause. So working, I would say physiology plus psychology, right? It's Sometimes it's trauma related. Sometimes there's there's pieces that can be worked through with a therapist or a family member or somebody in your life, but a lot of times there is a deep underlying physiological, something that's going wrong with signaling. And that's really where I come in uh, to support. Thank you so much, Amber. Thank you for being here. My pleasure. All the luck for you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Please subscribe to Panta Kalhor Transition channel in YouTube and order my book Naturally Conceived through Amazon. Get pregnant by unleashing your reproductive power.